everybody. Welcome back to Let's Be Real. Thanks so much for joining me today as I kind of do this whole podcast journey. I want to do something a little bit different for the next handful of weeks. I don't know how long it's going to last. We'll find out as we go together. But there's a book that I want to talk to you guys about, that I want to read a little bit about, and I want to introduce to you. It is called The Gospel Primer. And it is by a man named Milton Vincent. I'm going to be reading from it and quoting from it and talking and summarizing it with you. So I want to throw that out there probably for the next at least three to four weeks. So if you'd like to go ahead and get the book to follow along, I would love for you guys to go online, grab it. Again, it is called the A Gospel Primer for Christians, Learning to See the Glories of God's Love. It is by Milton Vincent. This book was referred to me from, I would like to say friend, but we don't really know each other all that well. Uh, She was a speaker at a conference that I had gone to about three years ago, and her name is Megan Fate Marshman, and she had gotten up and she had spoken on the gospel. She actually got up and she said, you know, this is not what I was going to talk about today, but after last night, it was a two-day conference, she said, I've decided to change it up. And I love that as someone who kind of speaks. I love to hear people say, you know, I wasn't planning it, but this is what God is giving me. Because then I know that they're fully dependent on the Holy Spirit and he just brings to them what needs to be said and what's in their heart. And it was powerful and it was amazing. And let's just say after that, I have totally become a fangirl. Like I listen to her and just really appreciate her teaching and her talents and how God uses her. So, of course, I bought her book that was there, and then I got in the line for her to sign my book, and then we were talking real briefly, and it had come up. She's like, you know what I'm reading right now? You should check it out. It's called A Gospel Primer. It's about the importance of preaching the gospel to yourself every day. So you know what I did? I um, got my book. I said, nice to meet you. I went back into the conference, and I quick got on Amazon, and I ordered that book right then and there because I'm like, okay, I'll read it. I will do it. And I'm glad that I did. It is a quick, it is an easy read and that's not complicated, but it is definitely something worthy of meditating on and thinking through. Since reading it the first time, it has really made me think about the gospel in general and how it is something that as believers, for the most part, we are all very familiar with. And sometimes we become just far too familiar with it. We forget about the power that it has the significance that it plays in our life in every single aspect. There's a quote from the book uh, called The Cross-Centered Life by C.J. Mahaney that is used in a gospel primer. And it describes the gospel as not just another subject that you learn in Christianity. Like, you don't just learn about the gospel, and then you learn about love, and then you learn about patience, and and then about marriage, and about parenting. It's not just a subject that you learn along the way, but it is the subject. It is the whole thing. It describes it as, this isn't just a room and a house. It is the house, and everything that you learn is a room in the house. Every subject that we learn, every topic, every struggle that we have fits under the umbrella of the gospel that it fits within it. it. They don't line up next to it. It's not just another thing that we learn. It, it encompasses all that we learn. And that is how God teaches us through the gospel. 
1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 3, I want to read to you real quick. It says, Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received in which you stand, and by which you are being saved, and you hold fast to the word I preached to you unless you believed in vain. Verse 3, For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received. He's talking about the gospel as being of first importance. During COVID and being safer at home, this first time, and I say this first time because I really have a feeling it's going to happen again. Oh, it would be nice if it didn't. But I was able to host an online Zoom Bible study. I just threw it out on Facebook and said, hey, who wants to do an online Bible study? Six weeks. It was called The Good Gospel. It was it was great. Just a good reminder of what the gospel is to just kind of speak it back into our hearts and into our lives. Sometimes we just need to be reminded. And along the way, there were comments by all of us made, well, it's kind of basic. Like, we know this stuff. But as I keep meditating on the importance of the gospel and how scripture tells us it should be of the first importance of our life. It should be the umbrella of which we learn, the lens that we see everything through. I'm like, okay, it's really, it's not that basic. It is big. And I need to do a better job myself of filtering everything through the lens of the gospel. Because I know that I don't do it. I could talk to people all day long about all different ways of spiritual and Christian living and maturity and growth and all of the things. But when it comes time to share the gospel with someone, I get real nervous. I'm like, okay, um, don't screw this up. Are you going to miss a part? Are you going to say it dumb? Like, it is the thing that the evil one wants us to stay quiet about. It is the thing that he wants kept silent because of the power that is the gospel. If there is anything in life that we should be passionate about, it is the gospel. And I don't mean passionate only about sharing it with others. I mean passionate about thinking about it, dwelling on it, rejoicing in it, allowing it to color the way we look at the world. Only one thing can be of the first importance to each of us, and only the gospel ought to be. That is a quote from C.J. Mahaney in, again, The Cross-Centered Life. We need to remember, to rehearse, to view the world through the gospel. And it can be hard because we go through life every single day and we're just processing things, how we process, on the fly, constantly and always. So there's a practice. This book, A Gospel Primer, was written as an experience and as a journey that Milton Vincent had taken and that he had learned that he needed to rehearse preaching the gospel to himself every day. And it's been pretty cool. And I need to do better at it. So I figured, hey, maybe I could take a journey through this book again, process it verbally, which is going to make it stick even better for me, but to do it along with all of you. So if you would like to grab the book, do it, because next week we'll start going through a couple more. But how it's laid out is he has 30 one ways and 31 reasons why it's important to rehearse the gospel. Lessons learned, lenses to view your life through in light of the gospel. And I want to share just one of them with you today. It's actually number three. And I'm not going to go through the entire book. I'm going to pick out some of my favorites. So I would love for you to be able to get your hands on it if you would like to. It talks about the power of God. 
And I'm actually going to read this section to you. So what he's talking about in The Power of God, it's that the gospel is in Scripture called the power of God. So outside of heaven, the greatest kind of concentration of God's power is actually found inside of the gospel. And we actually see this in Scripture twice. The only time that we see something called the power of God outside of the person of Jesus Christ, we see in Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes. And then again in 1 Corinthians 1.18, For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. The gospel is called the power of God. We may see God's power in creation, in tornadoes, in the sun, in so many other powerful things, but none of those are actually called the power of God. The gospel is called in Scripture the power of God. And that just description right there really should show us and made it make us think like, well, wait a second, maybe I need to refamiliarize myself with the gospel. Maybe it's not so basic. Maybe it's not just another topic to know or verses to learn, but the gospel is powerful. And it is the entity in which God's power resides is in the gospel. And that's where God's power does its greatest work. How powerful is the gospel if it actually gets described and gets the title of the power of God? And then how great is the salvation that comes from that in my own life? If the gospel is that great and because of that greatness, because the gospel is called the power of God, because of that alone, I should be able to give it just this central place in my thoughts each day. That's how he breaks it down in the book. Something to think about and focus on each day. There's 31, so you can go through it for a month and you can go back again and preach it to yourself again and to remind yourself the gospel is the power of God. This is how I see the world around me. This is how I process my struggles. This is how I learn and grow and mature is through the lens of the power of God. So we need to continually remind ourselves, what is the gospel? How will that come alive and be real to me in my everyday life as I go about life? If it is supposed to be of first importance to me, what does that look like? And I think a great place to start is simply to remember that it is indeed the power of God. One of the things that I do hope to do, and maybe you guys can join me with it, is to be able to sit down and to write out the gospel in my own words from start to finish, surrounded with all of the scripture, to process it in a way that really speaks to my heart. Because as we continue to rehearse it, I believe that the power of God, the gospel, will speak deeper and deeper into us, make it more and more real that we are able to then live it and make it that much easier to not only tell people about it, but to experience that great power of salvation in our life. One of the things that he does in the back of this book is he writes out the gospel. He writes it in his own words. And he does it in a couple different ways. And as we close out today, short but sweet, 
just want to get your mind thinking about what does the gospel look like in my everyday life? How do I approach it? Do I even think about it? Do I give it a second chance? Do I use it as my lens and that I learn everything else through? Or is it just another topic next to all the others that I learn along the way? I want to close out by reading from his writing the beginning of what he calls a gospel narrative. My God is immense beyond imagination. He measured the entire universe with merely the span of his hand. He is unimaginably awesome in all of his perfections, absolutely righteous, holy, and just in all his ways. He has also been unbelievably good and merciful to me as the creator and sustainer of my life. Every breath, every heartbeat, every function of every organ in my body is a gift from him. Every legitimate pleasure I experience is a gift from his loving hand to me and all that I am and all that I have, I owe to him and to his goodness. My life in every way is and will continue to be utterly dependent upon him in whom I live and move and have my being. This wonderful God is the most supremely worthy object of admiration, honor, and delight in all the universe. And he has created me with the intention that I might glorify him by finding my soul's delight in him and by living in joyful obedience to him in all my ways. Thank you for joining me for episode 17. I'm so glad that you're able to join me. If you wouldn't mind, would you leave a review of the podcast in whatever platform that you listen to podcasts in if you are enjoying our time together? I do hope that you will join me again next week and over the next couple weeks as we continue to talk and rehearse and learn about how we can continually preach the gospel back into ourselves and rehearse it every day so that we can better live in the greatness of God, which is the gospel. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you next time.